This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. That's right, you know that overused intro and you know this overused music. It means it's time for another episode of the SFHL Off-Ice Report. Week 1, now in the books. It's all said and done. Uh, we'll break down those games that happened on the opening weekend and then tee up what's to come in week number 2 of the SFHL. This episode is brought to you by New and Scott LLP. Introducing the brand new no embezzlement guarantee if you catch them embezzling your money back uh you know i masturbate a lot uh, looking to uh you know fuck up man rockets right now yeah i'm a huge richard nixon fan i always come first i have to turn off pornhub for a bit thank you fuck you bitch open your eyes man chasing after children i can fit a whole banana down my throat so i don't know, like two seconds for the week. An SFHL Off-Ice Report. And that's what's up. Okay, so, uh, yeah, the SFHL, she's back on, and that means that the podcast, she's back on as well. Uh, we are joined now with uh, SFHL reporters Manny Alcantara, and Kev Newen, boys, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. How about you? Good, 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 man. Kev, how are you? It's a uh, hump day Wednesday. I'm, I don't know. My love life's so dry, I'm ready to hump something. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, oh, moving right Stay along from, from that. <laughs> Not quite the video chat you should be in right now, but whatever. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I told you guys this over and over again uh, on all of our podcasts because of COVID and everything. It's much easier to execute these these interviews and these podcasts over Zoom. Uh, Manny, tell us about the background tonight, buddy. What do, what do we got? Uh, we got uh, Referee of the Year, um, Anthony Nguyen. Um, last game of Season 2, forgets his pants, and uh, Rob managed to sneak a photo of him <laughs> looking at his best. So I decided, hey, that'd make a great background. So why not? <laughs> It's just the best thing ever. It's the best thing ever. It's the most Anthony way to dress for hockey. Like, it's just... Very much is. (laughs) Okay, man. Well, um... Like, he put on his skates and everything after realizing he forgot his pants. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I would have uh, have just put on my jeans and skated in my jeans rather than looking like that. But anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Anthony's choice. But, Manny, you are, um, you know... An intellectual. You're a you're a grown ass man. You can make decisions like that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, enough about that. Um, so last week was a season opener for book hockey and man rockets and death row and rig VTech gets the night off. They are opening their season this weekend, uh, and we'll get to that in just a second. But um, we're in kind of a, a weird situation here for the first time. Uh, I think in the existence of this podcast, at least, uh, I have to talk about games that I didn't even see. Uh, I was not present uh, for the season opener uh, for the first time in two-ish seasons now that we've been in existence. And um, I guess uh, I'll take this quick opportunity just to, uh, you know, clear it up just in case anybody doesn't know. Um, My kids have gone back to school and um, on Saturday morning received an email from their school saying that they're was a, um, a child that had tested positive for COVID and that there was some risk of contact exposure. Um, while we weren't uh, 100% sure that we were in that group of people that were at risk, we didn't know 100% sure that we weren't. We didn't know 100% sure that we were. So um, after chatting with um, the league, uh, management, and uh, you know my own family as well, we decided that uh, for everybody's safety, uh, I decided to take the night and, and stay in. Um, it hurts me. It kills me. I love the sport. I love the SFHL. I love all the players that are in it. I love uh, having, you know, intellectual things to talk about on this podcast, not just deferring to Kev Newen. Um, but uh, here we are, you know, like I had to take uh, the night and uh, it sucked a lot. But, uh, you know, we, we at the podcast and, and also with the league, we're taking this very seriously. We want everybody to be safe. So 
you know, wear a mask, um, keep your distance and stuff. And, you know, let's um, look out for each other. You know, if there's a risk that it's not worth anybody else's, else's life over, over anything. So we just don't know who we could spread it to. We don't know the worst that could happen. So let's just all take care of each other. So with that being said, um, I guess I'll get the ball rolling about the games that actually did Before happen. you start rolling the ball, Ray, oh, yeah. um, just want to take the opportunity to say, you know what, that's like massive respect. Um, you know, that sort of courtesy, not always everybody has that. And we really appreciate you, you know, looking out for the safety of not only your fellow SFHL team members, but, you know, by extension, their family. And it's, you know, highly respected, highly appreciated. And it shows, speaks so much of your character to do that. Um, we know how much it definitely kills you to not be on the ice and, you know, how difficult, but like, you know, you were willing to make that sacrifice for us and uh, just huge props, man. Just really have to say it. Thank you, Ray. Well, thank you. I appreciate that a lot. And uh, I did get a lot of people messaging into my inbox and everything personally and saying uh, the same thing, congratulating me and thanking me for, you know, not necessarily being at risk for COVID, but thanking me for uh, not taking that risk and bringing it forward to you guys. So, you know, I, I just wanted to, I wanted to set the standard and, you know, if there's a risk, you know, it's not worth it. So hopefully that uh, resonates with uh, the rest of the league. Um, on to happier news. Uh, let's cover the first game of the night. Book Hockey loses. Woo! <laughs> uh, so I didn't get to watch this game, but, uh, you know, I got to watch kind of like, so not necessarily like live tweeting, but just a couple of messages flooded in. At one point in the game, I heard that the game was 6-1. Um, Manny, you got to see the game up real close. Uh, what happened here? You know, uh, um, Japes was, last I saw of the SFHL, Japes was over the moon. He was so happy that he could keep most of his book hockey club together. And then it just fell flat as soon as it got on the ice. What happened? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, um, but as you said, like, Japes was pumped that he kept most of his players. We only turned over uh, – he only turned over five players on the team. So uh, the core of the team pretty much remained the same. Um, I don't know if it was, like, first night jitters, five guys being inserted into the lineup, not, you know, unsure of what, uh, uh, you know, the the mojo is in, in the locker room and how we play on the ice, but um, – Early on, they they just kind of uh, I think they played a little bit uh, in their shells, um, and and uh, the Man Rockets took advantage and ran up the score uh, early on. Um, they were able to you know get a late game rally. Uh, they made it interesting. At one point, it was six four, but then yeah, um, didn't let they them score the at all. The yeah, yeah, they got the seventh goal was the uh, empty netter, but. Uh, definitely a really hard pushback from Book in the third, in the second period, rather. But I, from what I saw on the ice in the first period, there was a little bit of a, you know, maybe rust, maybe just players weren't connecting as they usually do because, you know, with the core, especially with the forward core, the way that Japes built it this year, it's definitely heavily transition based between himself, Eric Quinn, um, Curtis, Mitchley. Um, that's a very and even. Justin Lee, Justin Tam, they're all very transition speedy players that can make plays off the rush. And when the passes aren't connecting, so to speak, it's kind of hard to get that rhythm and mojo flowing. And personally, that's what I saw as well. And it wasn't just on the front end. Like, I think the defense had to get to know each other again as well. Yeah, there uh, was definitely some uh, defensive gaffes that could have been cleaned up a little bit. Uh, I think the team did leave... Um, Ray Javier a bit out to dry on a couple of those. So not too sure if it's because people weren't skating over the break or just first night jitters, but um, expect uh, Japes to clean that up for next week. You have uh, some audio from post-game, and we'll play that right now. Here's Curtis Ma post-game after the book hockey loss. Kurt, your team took the dagger tonight, uh, but you scored two goals. You guys almost came back. It went from, what, 6-1 to, I don't know, 6-4 at some point. I mean, what do you think you could have done better? No comment. Do you think you could have scored a third goal out there to make the game a little closer? No comment. <laughs> so, 
in the post-game comments uh, from Ray Javier, he said that the centers were kind of turning things over quite a bit. Uh, you are one of the centers, aren't you? No comment. Thank you so much for your time. Have a good night. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, so that told us literally nothing. I mean, you know, uh, what was he first overall? He was well. He was the first pick for for book. At least uh, he said, "You're welcome." So the <laughs> I mean, like you know, as high as his skill and his uh, manners are, his conversational skills are still very lacking. Captain Serious, right? So yeah, he definitely uh, lives up to that moniker. I mean, uh, very you know, competitive guy on the ice. But uh, when he when he loses, he doesn't want anything to do with uh, the media. So understood. Oh, okay. Oh, that's, I guess that's a, uh, something that we should look forward to. I mean, maybe we should try talking to him more after losses. Uh, or maybe this will be the only loss of the season for him. Who knows? Uh, he nets up uh, two goals, uh, two-point night for him, uh, a high, high pick, first overall for uh, Book. Um, is it going to be enough? Like, I'm looking at the score sheet, and his secondary scoring is coming from uh, Sexy Tam, and Eric, um, who in this lineup either needs to step up or is this a matter of Curtis is going to need to overperform and, and the same can be said for Eric and, and Sexy Town? So I, just to make things worse, actually, the goal from Eric came from Mitch, in, actually. Oh, so it's Mitch's goal. Okay. I believe so. Um, and that is, you know, one of the primary scores. So the only secondary scoring technically came from Sexy. So is there a depth issue here? In my opinion, I don't think so. I mean, um, the, the first line, like, the, well, Japes, like I keep saying, he likes to work in pairs. So him and Mitch, they work well together. Japes, he, he missed like maybe three golden opportunities where he floated over the net. Um, probably just rust, like we like we say. Uh, the second line was Curtis, Eric, and Justin, and they worked really well together. So they they were able to get some points on the board uh, for book. But uh, I think it's just um, maybe Japes just needs to shake the rust off, and him and Mitch will be flying once again. Uh, well, Vinny was actually playing really well. I mean, I think over last year he played really well against his former team book as well. Um, just maybe he's still bitter from getting traded away from book last year and still trying to get back, but he definitely looked good out there. Yeah. He made some really great point blank saves that uh, kept his game, uh, like kept his team on top. So uh, kudos to him. Well, let's get to man rockets in a second here. Uh, I want to focus on one more player. Uh, Andrew Zito, uh, you got an opportunity to speak with him after the game as well. Right, Kev? Yep. Yeah. Let's play that audio right here. So we just finished the first game of the season for Book Hockey versus Man Rockets. I'm here with rookie Andrew, Andrew Zito. Uh, it was a rough ride. Um, Book lost 7-4. Uh, how'd you find the ice out there tonight? I mean, I don't want any generic answers right now. So, <laughs> uh, Definitely not a lot of time with the, you know, the other team doesn't give me a lot of time with the puck. So just got to get used to that, get my legs back and... Uh, it's been, it's been a while since I've been on the ice. So typically you're a puck possession machine is what you're saying? No, 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 no. Still one touch, one touch player, but uh, it, it'd be nice to have a little bit more time. So what are you going to do to get more, uh, more time with the puck then in future games? Just got to play harder. <laughs> That's too generic. Give me, give me a real answer. Give me some strategy here. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, got to find my hands again. Uh, maybe uh, get back into uh, practicing a little bit more and uh, shoot, shoot some pucks in the basement and uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, sit, trip, trip. come on, talk shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. You're going to fuck up the Man Rockets? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, next time. When, 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 when do we play him next? I don't know, in a, couple, in a, in a few weeks. Yeah? 69. I heard, I heard his uh, number on the score sheet a lot today. Yeah. Some could say he's uh, magical. <laughs> so... Zito uh, sounds more like he's more mesmerized by the SFHL than really ready to play in it. I mean, again, I didn't watch the game, but I'm looking at a score sheet that has uh, more donuts than a Tim Hortons. Um, how did he do? How did he look at his uh, rookie game? Uh, I guess I'll chime in first. Uh, he was playing uh, on the left side uh, of uh, 
Keith Mock, and uh, on the other wing was Manny Alcantara. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he didn't look too bad. Uh, I think the the speed was a little bit uh, fast for him, being his first game with SFA, SFHL, so he might not be used to the to the speed. Um, but uh, for a first game, he held himself really well. He was positional, um, and he was open, so uh, not too bad from the rookie there. Yeah, definitely not bad game for the rookie overall. Had a few nice plays along the boards and chipping it up and helped moving the puck from uh, from the D zone to the O zone along the wall wall there. Um, definitely could tell he was overwhelmed by the speed sometimes, but just as we talked to him in the interview, he's going to work on it. He's going to get adjusted to the speed. And also, you know, there's probably the first game jitters. Um, in that interview with uh, Andrew, he mentioned uh, a certain player, and man, he had every right to mention him. Uh, Mikey, like the, the, the sexiest man in the league, four-point night, four-point breakout night for him, three goals, one assist. I mean, <clears throat> what, what happened? Where did this, this resic come from? I mean, I've played with and against Mike for years, so this is classic Mike. He, he could turn it up and... Everyone knows he's a shinny superstar. He'll dangle through you and he'll, he'll go straight to the net and he'll put it in. And this is just one of those nights where he was just, you know, firing on all cylinders and everything he shot at the net went in. So classic Mike um, didn't seem like they could stop him that night. So hopefully we'll see more games like that from Mikey. From your perspective, Manny, um, is this sustainable for him? Obviously, a four-point night is insane to think that he could pull this off every single night of the week. But is this is this Mike that we're going to see this season, or do you use this a blip? This is. I mean, if we get peak Mike, then we'll see him put up two, three goals easily every night if he could. Um, he's just one really slippery guy. So if you put your best D-man on him and just cover him well and just force him to the outside, he won't be able to, to dangle through and put those shots on that. But he could just easily, you know, have a great night and put two, three goals up again, like no problem. Um, <clears throat> so, Kev, we got to talk about another player who had a pretty damn good night too. Matt Wu, three points, one goal, Ooh. two assists. What's going on here? Like, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, he, he's Matt Wu. He's... This is not Matt Wu-like. I mean, to be honest, I barely noticed him on the ice at all. And when I saw the game sheet, I was a little shocked. Like, I heard his name announced, like, a couple times, but to have three points, I was like, what? <laughs> like, where, well, like, where'd this come from? It wasn't this guy supposed to not show up after shit-talking, uh, trash-talking book all week long? <laughs> Like, well, where'd this guy come from? I don't know, but, uh, I mean, pretty big breakout nights. I mean, like, that, that, that's a fairly good night. And, you know, like, they have quite a few players that uh, seem to have been able to put up multi-points, uh, multiple points that night. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, you know, Nick McKinnon putting up two points, uh, goal and an assist. Andre Donato, two assists. That seems pretty uncharacteristic of him as well. I feel like he's due for a breakout. What did you guys see? Was it just uh, maybe a strategy of smothering uh, Donato? Is that why he didn't get on uh, the goal side of those points? Um, Donato pretty much was kept to the outside for the most part. He was neutral as the outside. The only way he was able to just to really rack up the assist was just, you know, how shifty he is. He'll just drop past to nowhere, and that nowhere happens to have, like, five of his guys on it somehow. So it's just the magic he works with just how shifty and like, yeah, really just his hockey sense is off the charts. Even if he's forced to the outside, he'll just make some sort of impossible pass. Um, we talked about the rookie on book. Let's talk about the rookie on man rockets. Uh, Dave Williamson, the, the friendly giant, uh, all I heard was, uh, well, all I heard was people saying that all they heard was Dave, just the most supportive guy ever, but he's just, he was barking in like a good way. Like he was just telling people to keep their chins up and keep going and think things were great plays. Like, um, what did you guys see from Williamson, um, in his first SFHL game ever? 
So first of all, I am like so happy Dave decided to to join the league. Um, I have experience with them playing, yeah, with the Titans, uh, with Dave, and he's the ultimate cheerleader. Uh, I don't think anything makes him sad. Like he's just (laughs) constantly happy. Even if we chirp on him for his love for the Toronto Maple Leafs, he'll he'll chirp right back and he'll just laugh about it. Man Rockets, they, they, they have a gem in this guy. He's going to be, you know, a, a fantastic locker room presence. He's going to keep everyone motivated on the bench. Uh, kudos to them for picking him up. Uh, I would have loved to see him on, uh, on my team. Yeah, what a, like, what a giant pillar, literally, of, like, sunshine, positivity, and support. Like, that is, you know, like, I've played with him probably about two, three times now, and, like, every time, it's like, you just hear him just, I was like, good job, buddy. Like, you know, somebody blew past him, and he like he'd be like, "Nice, like this is the sort of guy he is." Like, you know, I swear there was one play where he got blown past by Kurt, and I just heard, I just heard him say really loudly, "Nice," and I was like, just had a chuckle too. I was like, "Okay." Um, well, it, you know, and then that's great. That's awesome. It's good to have positivity, guys, because there's yeah. too many, uh, you know, there's too many guys that are downers in the league. Let's be real, you know, like when things go get a little bit rough, they might get a little bit down sometimes. So it's nice to have an upper every once in a while. But at some point, the skills have to pay the bills. You can only talk. Talk is only so cheap. So what did you boys see skill-wise out there from Williamson? Uh, well, everyone knows he's, you know, super tall. Uh, he's about 12 feet tall, and he has a long stick. So his reach is incredible. Uh, if you try to skate around him, he, the chances are he might knock that puck away from you. Um, you can also skate up and, and, and carry uh, the puck into the zone, and he has a great shot. So I've seen him use that before. Um, so we know that the, the offense is there. He is prone to the, the odd own goal. So uh, if you are uh, <laughs> Vinny, just uh, watch out for that. He's done that a couple times for the Titans and uh, – but he, like, like I said, he'll just, you know, chin up. He'll just laugh it off and keep skating. So The odd own goal. He's a great defenseman. Sometimes he scores <laughs> on his own net. But otherwise, he's you a great so defenseman. <laughs> you know, when you're so big, the puck just hits you, though, right? Yeah. It's sort of, I think it might be a byproduct of that. He's not even trying. We really he ought just to be swings tracking. a stick. We really ought to be tracking own goals this season because I bet you somebody could, could run away with the lead of that. I don't know who. This season, we'll make an award of, but know. man, that would be great. We should really track that. Okay, so um, I would win that. <laughs> uh, we got a quick clip of uh, Dave Williamson following up uh, the Man Rockets win. We'll play right here. It's Andre here, and we're in the locker room post Man Rockets win over Book Hockey. I'm here with SFHL rookie Diamond Dave. Yeah, Dave, uh, that was a great game that you played out there. What did you see on the ice? Uh, fast, fast guys, and lots of fun, and we won. We took it to them, and we're gonna keep doing that all season because we're man rockets. That's fucking sweet, man. Yeah. Uh, I saw that you got your first point in the SFHL. What does that mean to you? Uh, the ref picked the wrong guy on the third assist or second assist, so I got really lucky. So that's what it was. <laughs> man, Dave, you're super noticeable. You're probably the tallest person in the SFHL. Uh, you're super energetic out there. What's something that the SFHL needs to know about yourself? Van Halen fucking rocks. That's why Diamond Dave, man. Van Halen, man. Right there. That's all you need to know. Van Halen. And that's it with Diamond Dave. Uh, thanks so much. Congratulations, buddy. Thanks, man. Okay, so he really does sound like a pretty cheery guy. It did, I, I think I've only ever got an opportunity to scout him once, um, and he seemed pretty cheery. I didn't know if that was uh, drug-induced or not, so... <laughs> but uh, I guess that is his regular way. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll probably hear it from him lots. Uh, on and off this podcast throughout the rest of the season. Uh, I know we glazed over it real quick, but just we'll touch on it real quickly. Uh, uh, boys, you mentioned uh, Vinny was, was playing, you know, pretty well. Um, he's been prone uh, to do that. He's, he definitely caught a little bit more fire um, last season. He t- he took, uh, a lot of the GMs took notice of him, and uh, he was viewed as more of an asset um, more than a detriment, but uh, his consistency was always in question. I mean, one game down, you can't really judge a, uh, a man's consistency, but he got a pretty good showing is what I'm hearing. Yeah, um, he, I know on, uh, on a couple of shots there, he stoned uh, BKK like 
point blank. Um, he looked really good uh, positionally. Um, he was knocking pucks into the corner, um, not giving up like huge rebounds uh, right into someone dangerous hands. So he was playing. He's playing really well. That's uh, it was. I would say it was close to peak uh, Vinny there. The curse continues for Book playing against Vinny. Uh, still can't find a way. Well, I get. No, that's true. I think that's still true. I don't want to go dig into the stats to find out if that's true or not. I like the way it sounds. Um, we have an injury <laughs> report uh, to go from, from the previous game, too. So uh, you boys were saying um, Jeff suffered an injury. Can you, can you walk me through it? Yeah, uh, freak play. Um, VK really was carrying the puck, and he just wanted to dump it into the corner. Uh, Jeff was playing defense. Uh, he stuck his hand out, and it struck Jeff in the hand. So he had to actually leave the game right away. Oof. And uh, from what we're hearing, it's a it's a hand injury of some sort, broken finger or broken hand. So um, best wishes to Jeff. Uh, you know, we hate to see a kid like him go down. You know, the maybe the nicest guy in the league next to Dave Williamson. Yeah. Um, yep. So we hate to see that. Um, Best of luck. We'll hope to see you back on the ice real soon. Get well soon, Jeff. Do you, yes, obviously we, we want to see Jeff back on the ice because, um, well, nobody, I don't think any of us are really friends with him, so we don't think we'd see him anywhere else. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, do, you know, you were talking about how, like, one of the nicest guys next to Dave Williams. Do you think this is one of those, like, Highlander things where it's like there can only be one and it was just, like, destiny maybe the, the, the hockey down. gods you know said yeah you guys you have too much happy on your team too much positive energy we gotta we gotta do something here all right so uh that wraps up our look at the book hockey game uh book hockey versus man rockets man rockets take the game seven four in the season opener for both those teams they're both back out on the ice uh, this coming up weekend, uh, and we will cover those games uh, after we take a break and we come back and we take a look at Death Row versus Rig. Meet Sophia. Hello. And meet Caleb. Hi. They're here today because they are in elite company. Really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single goal. Wow. That's harsh. Yeah. So while they can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. And they won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. I hit a post once. Sure you did, champ. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. I'm Anthony Gigo. I'm the Chief Financial Officer for Automatica Technology Solutions. Well, that's all good and dandy, but what does it mean? Well, it means when you clicked on the link that says Hot Nudes of Armella, and it turns out that it was Rod instead of Rob, ah! he can help get them off your computer. It means when you need help clearing your Google search history so it doesn't autofill to How to Skate Faster Than Anthony Nguyen, he can help. It means that when you need help managing your cloud storage to ensure that those naked photos of kid won't randomly appear on your picture slideshow during your child's fourth birthday, he can help. The internet is a scary place. Sort through the filth with Automatica. Speaking of high sticking, a lot of guys have issues getting their stick up in the first place. If you're one of those guys, don't be shy about it. Let us help you. Erecta, the SFHL official men's help product. You don't need to score all your goals unassisted. Sometimes you need a little assist. Sometimes you even need two assists. It's like Eric Ta, but without the space. Use promo code SHORT AND SWEET to get 20% off your first purchase. Give you and your partner the support that's needed to get the job done. It takes dedication, skill, and training to score on the ice. However, all it takes is Erecta to score off the ice. Ask your pharmacist if Erecta is right for you. Side effects include nausea, diarrhea, lack of sleep, stiffness, pain, gout, blindness, allergic reactions to certain Korean foods, and increased interest in Korean pop music. Erecta. This is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Kamfu. Damn, baby, all I need is a little bit 
a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Get it cracking. And, and we're back on the SFC show, Off Ice, like Ray Port. Welcoming man. back uh, Ray Porters, Manny Alcantara, and Kevin Newen. Uh, we are going to cover now the Death Row hockey game versus Rick. Death Row wins 4-3 in a nail-biter, going tied into the final 25 seconds of the game. And Noel Chin does his most Noel Chin impression, impression of Noel Chin by skating up the, the puck all the way from his own end and then clapping it top cheese on the backup goaltender that Rick needed. Both teams would require backup goaltenders to play the game. You know, this is the brand new setup. I think I'm still personally getting used to uh, the new setups of teams and everything because I, I haven't seen any ice since uh, the draft. And, and one thing that I still can't wrap my head around is is Casper Chow on rigged. Uh, so uh, how has the offseason treated him? Has, are we seeing a new look Casper here, or is this still another season where we're going to be singing our favorite Disney song to him after every single game? Zero points and six pims. I don't know if that's a great start for him, especially since uh, he on one of his penalties he got uh, – scored on like seconds on with like a beautiful clapper from the point from a uh, non-gangster. That's right. We do have audio uh, from Casper. Uh, let's jump to that right now. SFHL reporter Manny Alcantara here with Casper Chow. Casper, how do you feel about taking that stupid penalty right there? Uh, he hit my stick and it hit him in the face. So, oh! <laughs> All right, I'm out. Peace. All right. See you later, Cass. Oh, that sucks. That is actually a pretty great moment to capture because you already feel pretty big shame when you're in the box. <laughs> to sit there and have to watch the other team score on your penalty. Oh, that's, that's golden. So, um, yeah, Casper leading the way with six penalty minutes. Six. My goodness. What is this guy doing out there? Well, I mean, he was... He was looking good, actually, besides the penalties. He was skating. We saw classic Casper uh, skating, carrying the puck, defending the puck against, uh, you know, uh, the other team. But, uh, yeah, just a couple dumb penalties. And, I mean, one, of course, like we said, ended up in the back of the net because uh, he was in the box. My goodness. Uh, for Rigged, Justin uh, – sorry. For Rigged, uh, Tang put up some points. Um, RC, the high, high selection uh, on rig, uh, he puts up a goal, which makes Anthony look like a genius, obviously. Um, and Joby with an assist. Um, Roman also puts up a point. Yeah, like I'm looking at these two rosters and, you know, like there's not too much. I'm not seeing a whole bunch of threats combined. I see like a lot of individuals that don't seem like they, is it a chemistry issue? Like this, this team, I think I would argue that rigged has probably some of the more larger turnover than some of the other teams in the league right now. I would, I mean, <clears throat> just looking at the, the Ford core, I think rigged has a better Ford core. Uh, it might just be like, yeah, he turned over his whole team basically. So they're, there probably was, you know, those first night jitters, lack of chemistry. No one's familiar with each other. I mean, Jovi, he could run a line by himself. Uh, Mr. Third Round RC, uh, he had, a, you know, kind of a, a weak clapper that went in there. But uh, it might just take a, a couple of games for these guys to mold. But I think they could be a really good um, offensive team here. You know, you're saying that, uh, you know, there's rust and everything and there's time to rebuild the, the, or, or shake off the rust and get everything back into normal and start thinking the game the right way again. Um, I see, you know, Kearney comes back from a long hiatus uh, from his off-season training. Um, he took a, a strange penalty, a delay of game penalty. Uh, you don't usually see that one. Well, did you see what happened, Manny? Yeah, it was, it was kind of funny. Um, so, you know, how some of the players like to hang out by the bench to make a change as soon as the whistle, the whistle goes or as soon as right. the puck drops, excuse me. But the puck was in the other zone. So he, he was actually in the, supposed to be in the defensive zone. The puck was in the O zone for the other team. So he was all the way on the other side. 
so he would the referee. Sorry, go ahead. So he would technically be like cherry picking at that point. Like that's what it would yeah, look like. He was he was basically offside at that point. <laughs> uh, Simon had warned them. He's like, you can't be here. You're you guys are in the defensive zone. You're gonna be all the way down there. You can't be on this side. And it didn't look like Kearney was budging. It, I think the 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 bench was confused. So as soon as the puck dropped, Simon called it, and it was a delay of game penalty and through through uh, <laughs> Kearney in the box there. Wow, great! That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I find it hard to believe that he didn't know that that was a rule. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I guess push Alexi how far it'll go. Um, interesting, interesting play. Okay, so um, uh, was there anything that you saw at the game, Kev, that uh, is of note to you? Uh, the the decor on Ragdis, or on rather on Death Row, is still very excellent. Um, you have non-gangster, you have Noel Chin, uh, just guys like that, Adrian DeLeon. Like those are three very top tier defensemen, and they're complemented by guys that can shift up and down, such as uh, uh, holy shit, Kearney and Fraser. Like those guys are very versatile. Like I think. That's the one big thing is that they're, the depth is so good. Um, their back end moves the puck so well. And you have a couple goals by their D-men just, just clapping it from the point. Um, with Noel and Kevin, they just they have their, their threats from the blue line. I think you can always count on at least a few goals from death row from their back end. Like that's a given on any given night. You're going to get scored on by their defense. It's a matter of who shows up for the forward court. I think we can all be in agreement to that because I think that was the big question coming out of the draft was who's going to be the top scorers for death row because they definitely drafted back end heavy for that team. Uh, let's take one more quick break and then when we come back, we will tee up the games coming up this weekend, week two of the SFHL. Don't go anywhere. Like it hot? You'll love Popeye's Hot Honey Chicken. Two pieces of Popeye's legendary chicken drizzled with spicy sweet hot honey sauce and served with a regular side and biscuit, all for just $6.99. That certainly sounded good to at Bethlehem Awate. It's here, y'all. You know what's up. It hits all the spots. That tang, that spice. Ow! Get Popeye's Hot Honey Chicken for just $6.99. Available through delivery, drive through or pickup. Limited time only at participating restaurants. Plus taxes. Price may vary. Love that chicken for Popeye's. Meet VK. Hey. And meet Kevin Durr. Hey. These guys are here today because they're in elite company. What, really? That's right. These guys went all of last season without registering a single assist. The only two players in the league, I might add. Even Joanna got two. You brought me on for this? So while these boys can't register onto the score sheet, they can register their cars at Ellerslie Registry. They won't tell you you've got no hockey IQ. They won't tell you that your season was a complete bust. They won't suggest that you quit hockey altogether. But I'm still new. Even if you can't register anything on the ice, you can always register with Ellerslie Registry. Cause I'm in the tonight. So watch me bring the this is the SFHL Off-Ice Report with your host, Ray Kampu. Back again on the SFHL Off-Ice Report. We're down one reporter. Uh, Kev Newen had to bail. Uh, had to go take care of some stuff. But Manny Alcantara is still here joining me uh, on this game preview segment for the SFHL. Uh, we have Man Rockets taking on VTech in the early game, and then we have Death Row taking on Book Hockey Club, the wounded Book Hockey Club, in the late game at Bill Hunter Arena on September 26th, this Saturday. Uh, Manny, uh, pick your poison. Where do you want to go first? Early game, late game? Where, where do you want to go first? Let's, let's go in chronological order and start with the Man Rockets and VTech. Man Rockets versus VTech. So Man Rockets uh, coming off a, a, a pretty solid spanking of Book Hockey Club, uh, going in against the defending Provincial Cup champions. Two years running now. Um, I guess my first question um, to you is, VTech historically has come out with bad starts, like terrible starts. They, they, they just 
Like, I mean, they last for a few games, it seems. They either just can't get traction as a team. So, like, GM Simon Wong seems to know how to put together a winning club. He just can't do it right away. What do you see from this roster? Do you think that that might be a lot of the same of what's going to happen this game? I think uh, this year might be actually different. Yeah, uh, just looking at his roster, uh, for defense, he's got Garvin Chow, Jordan Leach, arguably one and two defense in the league. Um, and he has Eddie, Eddie Sang, and maybe Thomas Ma. I'm not too sure if Thomas Ma is going to be playing D and himself. So um, he's got a really strong D core there. And then for forwards, uh, obviously everyone knows Bradley Burroughs. Uh, he'll put up the points. And you've got Jimmy, a very, very underrated uh, player there. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got the offense. Uh, there's a couple There's a couple wild cards in there. Rodney Mella, brand new to the league. Um, be interesting to see uh, what he does. Um, then the hard-checking Caleb Lamb doesn't traditionally put up points, but uh, he's going to make it really tough for the, the other team's forwards. Uh, Sherman Wong, he could definitely put up points. Um, it's going to be a very interesting game. You'd argue that this is probably a better, the best lineup that he's iced for an opening night? Um, that's tough to say. I can't remember the, the lines from the previous seasons, but I mean, just him starting off with Jordan Leach and Garvin Chow, I mean, and Bradley Burroughs, that's deadly. Uh, that's potential. That's four goals you know. right there. That's four goals. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, you give the puck to Jordan, he'll carry it up and he'll put it in the back of the net. If not, yeah. Brad could do the same thing. And Garvin, yeah. excellent skater. He could do the exact same thing. So very, very dangerous. Yeah, right yeah, and then Gangster Chan and Jimmy, uh, all they got to do is uh, chip in one or two each. You know, that's 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 the game essentially, right? Like, there's there's quite a bit here leading to be a a high high scoring affair. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so uh, Gid uh, goes to VTech this season. Um, just to touch real quickly on the goaltending for them. I mean, I don't know about you, but I really really thought that Gid. Uh, rounded a corner uh, in his play. I think he's he's starting to become uh, a lot more closer to his uh, former form uh, of of play, like before you know the gout and before you know all the other stuff that happened. You know, like he's he's getting back into like you know twenty two, twenty four year old kid uh, where he was playing some some rock solid hockey. Um, you know, a change in equipment. He's moved on from his uh, former heavier pads. He's gone to something a little bit lighter, a little more aerodynamic, uh, a little bit of the opposite of what his physical physique is. Um, so, you know, like, I personally think this, this could be the season that we see uh, a pretty strong contention from Gid. Uh, what are your thoughts? I mean, I, I hope for the exact same thing. Gid is a fantastic guy. Um, and he's probably playing with a little bit of fire and passion. He's got, he's got a little one now, so he's probably playing – for for the little guy at home and the, mm-hmm. the, his uh you know soon to be wife at home so um, Pete Gid would be great for the league make it more competitive and you know tough for everyone to score on so hopefully the best of luck to to get this season yeah and he's staring down at the end of the ice to what could not be more of a complete opposite of what he is Vinny Al who also is uh, coming into his own really feeling out the league. Um, becoming more in the conversation for, you know, one of the more elite goaltenders. Coming off a pretty solid win, too. 25 saves, four goals against. Um, it, it's not, nothing to scoff at. He, he, he played a pretty solid team in, in book, you know. They have a lot of good scores there. Um, Man Rockets, what do they got to do to keep their ball rolling? Um, you know, the sexiest team in the league. Uh, you know, they, they have pretty rock-solid rock starts. Uh and they, they continued that trend for this season, winning their first game. What have they got to do to keep it up? Um, they've got to use, you know, some of their speedier players. They've got, you know, Andre Donato. Um, and they're going to have uh, Aaron, Aaron Rusty. He's, he's back. Um, he was with us season one. He, he left us for season two, unfortunately, due to, I believe, work commitments. But he's back. And everyone knows who was here for season one, that he's, a, you know, a fantastic dynamic player. Uh, and of course, we got the slippery Rejic. Their forwards they could they could definitely do some damage there. So I'm I'm looking looking forward to that. 
of course, Dan Kabarov. Um, and on the back end, there's, there's nothing to, you know, uh, uh, be ashamed of back there. They've got Peter Kampula, who, who, who should be on it. Uh, if you get him on a, you know, peak Pete, he should be in the conversation for, for best D man. And of course we're getting Sean gears back. So, um, I think, you know, like I said, user speed, they've got the D men to, to shut down the forward. So it might actually be a pretty tight game if, uh, if they could contain the, the offensive threats from VTech. Who do you take in the early game? Um, tough to say. I, I think it's going to be a tight game, but, uh, just because they do have Garvin and Leach and Brad, like probably three top five players, I'm going to have to go with VTech on this one. It'll be a game to watch for sure. I definitely sense a high caliber scoring game. It'll be just who can outscore the other guy. It's, it's, that's, I, I feel like that's what this game is going to come down to. Um, okay. Awesome. Well, that covers game one. Game two, we go into death row. Uh, the perennial runners-up, the bridesmaid, never the bride, going up against book hockey. Uh, Death Row wins last weekend, uh, like we just talked about, uh, in a nail-biter against Rig. And uh, Book still licking their wounds, coming back uh, for uh, week two. Um, well, let's, let's look at Book first. I mean, what does Book have to do to turn the ship around? They, they had the red-hot start last season. What was it, five, six games in a row? But like it, it was insane. Like they, they just couldn't be stopped. Uh, are we seeing an opposite trend to that this season, Manny? Uh, I don't think so. I, I think, uh, as I said previously, I think it was just rust more than anything. Um, There's a couple great opportunities uh, where they could have buried the puck, but uh, you know they, they were faced with a hot goalie or just bad luck where they, the puck just sailed over the net. Um, they do have high-end forwards in uh, Curtis Ma, Mitchell Lee, so you know they could score. Uh, Japes, he put up a ton of assists last year, and you know that he's he's got that shot, so you know he could score as well. Um, Justin Tam, super speedy, um, and of course Eric Wynn. They've they've got the forwards to to put up the points. I think they just ran into like some bad luck, like I said last game. Does does Ray Javier need to stand on his head in order to win this game? Um, I don't think so. A hundred percent. I think he's going to face some shots, but I don't think it's going to. He's going to have to stand on his head. Um, obviously, there's some. There's some. Might be some question marks with the with the demon on on book. Um. But I, I believe Ray is a really great positional goalie. I mean, he'll stop most of those shots as, as long as um, the defense does a, a decent job of keeping those shots to the outside. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, Ray will will have a you know a standard Ray game. Speaking of Ray, let's speak about Ray. Uh, he's going to make his season debut for Death Row. Uh, picked fifth overall, another high round pick for him. Um, you know, Vesna Trophy runner-up missed out by a single vote against Ray Javier. Uh, let's just talk about Cam Fu real quick. Um, what do you see for him in his first outing coming out? Uh, I remind you, uh, last season, uh, VTech, his first game was an 11-game whooping at the hands of Death Row. Yeah, um, I think Cam is going to be ready to go after having to miss uh, last week due to... Um, uh, like you said, COVID undisclosed uh, issues. Yeah, und- undisclosed <laughs> disclosed issues. So we'll see. Um, he might be he might be jumpy. His energy will be high. So we'll see if he could contain that energy, that excitement, and then turn it into you know positive energy and focus on the game and make some some great saves here. Um, but he he might be suffering from not not being on the ice for a while. So we'll see if. Um, book takes advantage of that he does like to be active this is a lot longer of a break than uh what he's typically used to uh so we'll have to see if uh any more rust has accumulated uh for the top tier goaltender um death row 
I mean, they come out and they get a majority of their scoring comes from their back end. It's, it's on paper. That's what it looks like is going to happen. They're, that's who they're going to uh, be either winning or losing with. At some point, some of these forwards are going to have to step up. Who in your mind needs to be that not quite secondary scoring, maybe just a tick above the secondary scoring? Who's got to be that guy? Who's got to be in between the, the top tier guy and the second tier uh, or secondary scoring? That's a, that's a great question. Um, I think uh, David Moonma would probably fit that mold uh, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, speedy guy, great shot. Um, we, we expect a lot of the, out of this kid, and I think he, he could be that great uh, secondary or even primary scoring on this team. Just looking down, up and down the lineup, uh, their forwards, uh, they don't really have a premier forward. I hate to say that, but uh, Lewis Lai, Kearney, uh, David, Thomas, Thomas Ng. So that, those, those guys would be dependent on to do the scoring uh, on this team. And of course, uh, Ben Chui could uh, put up points as well. So, uh, but I'm I'm looking for for Muma to step up his game and put up some points for his team. Yeah, he talks about it enough. It's about time he should just put something onto the sheet. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, to me, looking at the team side by side uh, and, and looking at the historical statistics, I personally, I got to give the game. I got to give the game to death row. I think that that's who's going to take this game. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think it's going to be a close game, but I'm going to, I'm going to give it to book. I think they're going to rebound. Um, just looking at their forwards, they've got a lot of guys that can put up points. And I think they, they'll, if they could solve the, the <laughs> defense of Noel Chin and the likes of Adrian DeLeon, uh, I think they could uh, take this game. Uh, one quick one before we go off. Uh, VK, whose hand does he break? Um, it depends. Um, whoever is uh, dumb enough to stick their hand out when uh, – sorry, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so look look for a D-man to, to stick their hand out and uh, break it. Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, let's, okay, let's, let's, let's not put that out into the universe. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny, it's been a long show. Thanks for chilling with me uh, this entire time. I really, really appreciate it's, it. It's great to be back. Thank you. Thank you very much, Ray. Well, okay, so if you've made it this far, that means that you've listened to the entire podcast. And first off, I'd like to thank you for doing that. Secondly, I'd like to apologize for not having my microphone set properly for the entire Zoom call. Uh, The one time we do an entire episode over Zoom and I don't check the mic. Thanks so much for taking the listen. Uh, We will be back next week with the final score recaps of week two in the SFHL. This episode was brought to you by Nguyen Scott LLP. Thanks again to Ray Porter's Manny Alcantara and Kevin Newen for joining me on the show, and we will see you out on the ice.